Today we're going to talk about four things that are going to make you a superstar. Race drivers, it's Enzo with the Race Driver Coach Show on a Monday straight after another busy race weekend. This time we're at Hungary for the F1, 2 and 3. Pretty good weekend, lots of bag, bag full of points for all the drivers again. And I hope that your race weekend, if you're out, went well because there's a lot of drivers out this one. This time in all from Spa to where else was there? Knock Hill, people everywhere racing. It was a busy one. If you weren't racing and you're not racing, I hope you're training. I hope you're on the sim, in the gym, looking for sponsors, wooing your sponsors or entertaining them. Either way, I hope you're progressing in some way. Now, today's episode, I want to firstly communicate what I see as being the four main things, attributes, skills, qualities, ingredients that you need as a race driver if you want to go all the way to the top. Now, your top could be anything. It could be Formula One. It could be World Endurance Championship. It could be IndyCar, NASCAR, Touring Cars, Formula E. Whatever it is you're shooting for. If you want to go pro, you want people to put their hand in their pocket, manufacturers to put and teams, hand in their own pocket to pay you to race. Then these are the four things that I want to speak about that you must possess. And they're pretty obvious, but it's surprising how people will ignore them and just think that they've got them and just be deluded enough to think they're fast and you know that's just one of the things we're going to talk about and really we've got to ensure that the industry sees that you have these four qualities it's not just you knowing them deep inside we've got to broadcast it everyone in the industry in motorsport or whatever sector you're going into area could be moto gp they've got to see this about you and I want to communicate them. And I want to hold you accountable to showing the world that you do have these things, these ingredients, attributes. And if you don't, what are we going to do about it? You've got to train yourself. You've got to be better in that area. If you watched videos in the past, you can pretty much guess what I'm going to say in these four areas. Because they're really the ones I pick very often. I talk about very often. Nevertheless, you should listen to this if you're serious about creating a career and being taken serious as a driver, a race driver. So here they are. My first attribute that you must possess if you want to be a superstar, not just a race driver who's pretty good, a superstar is this. Firstly, you must have outright raw pace. Goes without saying, right? You want to be a race driver, you got to be fast. It is really obvious, and I'm starting off with the obvious one, but people overlook it. Some people, a lot of people, think if they can just get into the top 10, if I can finish in the top 10, you know, 10th, 9th, 7th, 6th, the odd podium here and there, I'm going to be GoPro. I'm, I'm just here to say that's probably not going to happen. If you want to show people that you've got what it takes to go all the way to the top and be one of the world's best drivers, then you must be at the very front you must be able to qualify on pole or on the front row consistently. You must be able to show that you're always, at some point in a session, you're going to show a purple sector. You've got to be at front. To peacock in this world, you've got to be showing your purples. I'm afraid. It's just the way it is. And we can't hide behind that. 
So if you're in a championship and you're you've selected because you can't afford the top teams, but you're in a team that where the car's not really capable at the moment of being up there P1 doing purple sectors and fastest laps and pole positions, then you've got to rethink your strategy and figure out how can I get myself in one of the best teams or at least in a car or in a situation where I can be at the front. So it might not all be on your driving, but you've got to be able to show people on the main stage, look, I'm up the front of the grid. But if you're not, you're, only, you're barely in the top 10, I just want to be honest here and say it's pretty likely that you're not going to have a professional career. You might be able to go to GTs, of course, but if you want to hit the heights, the dizzy heights, the LMP1s, the F1s and all that, man, you've got to be fast. You've got to be winning. And I want you to put it on yourself to make sure that you put yourself into a position first at the start of the year, whether it's a championship that's slightly less than what you're capable of, but you dominate it and you make a big noise while doing it, you'll have much more of a chance if you just finish in midfield in the top F3 championship. So think about positioning yourself first. Okay, where can I put myself where I've got a good chance of winning a championship, dominating a championship, or at least having some wins? at the very least, so people notice me. And then you gotta work on yourself. How can I brake better? Braking's one of the most important aspects of a race driver's artillery, if you like. You must be able to be a master on the brakes because it's the start of every corner. If you can't really do the braking, the whole corner's gone. How can I be better at high speed? How can I be better at low speed, medium, combination corners, car control, all the things that create and add to you being a fast driver, you must put that on yourself. So you've got to have a performance side of it, a personal one. How can I improve each time out to make myself even faster? Not more consistent, but just outright speed. And also, how can I put myself in a position, a team, a championship where I am standing out, where I am setting these purple sectors? I've got to be the one who does it. When people think of you, they've got to think fast. The second quality is your racecraft. Having a driver that's on the grid, no matter where they are, going wheel to wheel with other drivers, dominating them, you know, just by following them, you can tell that you're already dominating their mindset and they're starting to watch you in the mirrors too much. So you're completely overriding their mindset and distracting them because they know it's you behind. And when you're behind, you're coming through whether you like it or not. Going for the gaps that are barely there, outside, inside, fainting, but you're the kind of driver that can move forward in races, that can manage tyres as well when the tyres are going off and, and deal with how to drive it when the fronts are completely grained or the rears have gone, but you're still moving forward. That's the kind of driver we want in the car. Somebody who always is on the attack, is always on the back of someone. And when they're in front, they're pulling away. They're the ones that can withstand the pressure when people are racing them. They can defend well. So... Even if you're not quick for some reason that day, you've got four cars all trying to overtake you in a line. How do you deal with that? That's part of racecraft, part of the defense side of it, if you're good at that as well. Your racecraft and how you are in the races is pretty important because that's where the points are. So yes, being super fast is number one. So you get yourself up the, up the front of the grid. You can put people's cars up the front of the grids for them. You are that super sub or that superstar driver, full-time one. But racecraft as well, where you're dancing with the car, no matter what condition, you figure out how to drive this thing if there's no grip or if there is grip before anyone else. 
put that is gold because they know they'll put you into a race you're going to go forward this again is something you can believe it or not if you've got teammates train in testing you can even train it on the sim so before you go to a race weekend do some uh, online sessions with drivers at a track you're just about to race on and practice the overtaking maneuvers some might not be able to work in real life. You say, you're right, I think that's a bit far-fetched. Some also, some moves might require the other person that you're overtaking to be a bit lenient and to not run you off the track. So all these things have got to be taken into account, but make sure that you spend time on not just training, but also self-analyzing after a race. How was my racecraft? The third most important element is intelligence. Who would have thought? Now, it's, it's pretty much a, a common saying that race drivers are dumb. They don't have brains. To a certain extent, yeah, that can be proven. There are drivers that have become world champions and they're not that intelligent. They don't know much about how to set a car up. They can't really uh, communicate what they're feeling through a car. But guess what? They've probably got ridiculous pace or ridiculous racecraft. There'll be other qualities that make them very important to that team. But intelligence is something that I see ignored. So I can see drivers now way too reliant on their engineers. They're asking their engineers everything. What do I do with this? What do you think I should do with, uh, how should I warm the tires up? How should I put, which brake bias shall I use? And it's constant. It's like, hang on a minute. You should know this by now. You go by what you feel in the car. So racing intelligence, a race driver intelligence is more being a master of the craft, not having someone to having to have someone telling you what to do every step of the way. It's also once you're told something, you can see that you've made a driving error or you're doing something you could do something better. Once you've been told or taught by the engineer or coach or whoever it is, it's remembering it. It's remembering what you've been told so you don't keep making the same mistakes intelligence is overlooked again like most things in motorsport raw pace is overlooked racecraft is overlooked and so is intelligence you've got to be switched on you've got to challenge that engine and I, I say again there's people that have done it without but it's a lot easier if you are intelligent so much easier because then they can rely on you and they it shows that you know what you're talking about you're not just someone who gets in drives around parks it and that's it because then you're just completely reliant on the team. As a driver, you're the one that leads the team, if you're the good ones, if you're one of the good ones. You're the CEO of the whole lot. You're the owner, the director. However you want to say it, you're the boss. And you can only be a boss if you're just as smart as the people around you. They may be more intelligent in their area, but still, you can meet them intellectually. And it challenges them. They know they can't bullshit you. They've got to give it to you straight because you'll figure them out. Now, training intelligence, that's quite difficult, right? Because you've either got it or you haven't, people think. But as long as you come away from every test and every race weekend with what was learned, what was the most important thing that I learned or things that I learned from that test or that race? What is it I'm not sure about? going into the next one. I'm not still not sure about how to warm these tires up and why I'd warm them up that way. I'm not completely sure what that diff change did and why it was different. Why did it turn in all of a sudden? What did they do? So you just gently add the intelligence to yourself. You come up with questions after each race weekend. You ask the engineer or somebody or a coach again or team boss 
and you build your intelligence over time. So get fascinated in the facts. Get fascinated in becoming a more intelligent driver. They're the kind of drivers that manufacturers want and need. And the last thing I want to talk to you about today is your personality, your character. We often help people who we want to succeed. If you're winding people up in the team, if you're being constantly difficult, hard to get on with, obnoxious, lazy, people are not going to want to work with you. Your engineer is going to be like, well, I'm only going to give as much as he or she gives because they're only giving 50%. I'm only going to give 50%. Again, you drive everybody. You're a driver of the car, but you're a driver of the people in the team. If you've got a, a personality or a character or a work ethic that stinks, they don't want you to succeed. They don't want to even work with you. And you see this a lot. So you can have the top three things. But if you're impossible to get on with, it's difficult to have the whole half of your garage if you're in F1 and you've got two halves of the garage, two different drivers, it's hard to get them on your side. They're going to start to want your teammate to do better than you and chuckle to themselves whilst they're having a beer. This is the, you know, the engineers, the mechanics, whilst they're having a beer after the race, they're just making fun and they don't really take you seriously just because of your character. So if you sat there in the engineering meeting and you're just on your phone, you can't be bothered to talk to the engineer, even though he's, he or she is wanting to work with you and sort things out, it's not going to go down well. And I know as, inv as, as an investor, should we say, because I invest my time in drivers. Okay, I'm paid to be a coach, but I'll only really coach the people I want to be with. If they're obnoxious, if they're hard to get on with and I just don't like them, I won't work with them. It's, it's like that for me. And it's like that for everybody in the sport. It's like it for sponsors and team owners. If they want to know about a driver, if a, if a Mercedes is asking around about you, they already know your speed. They can see it on the results. They've watched you on the track. So they know all the other stuff. They can kind of hear from the interviews that you do if you're intelligent or not. But they will ask your current team, what is he or she like? And that comes down to your character, your personality. They're really interested. What is he like or she like under pressure? What are they like when things are not going well? Do they blame the team? It is all down to that. And if people like you, I know it sounds mad, but if people like you or respect you, is a, is a better way of putting it, they're going to want to help you. They want to see you succeed. They want to talk to others and let them know how good you are. And they're motivated to help you and work for you. It's a big changer. So just take a look at yourself now and then. If you always seem to be in conflicts in your, in your team or with people that you're with, just put the mirror on yourself. It might not be the 10, 30, 20, 30 people that you've worked with in the past. It might be you. It might be the way you're communicating. It might be the way you're acting. Maybe you're not working hard enough. It'd be something about your personality or your character that's rubbing them up the wrong way. Always put the mirror on yourself just in case it is you. And just start to notice Okay, I can see what effect I'm having in the room when I've come in. It's not everybody's happy to see me. It's more like, oh, here they are again. You don't want that. If you want to influence people, you first got to influence yourself. You've got to learn about yourself. And this is important. Be the kind of person that people want to back, want to be with. And you'll go much further. So, speed, racecraft, intelligence and the person you are, your character, your personality. These are the four things that I want you to monitor, to improve and make sure you're on top of because 
they're going to they're going to be the things that say whether you make it or not take this seriously i've been looking at drivers for over 20 years now i've seen the ones when they're young and i can see whether they're going to make it or not and it's not just me it's anyone in the industry they just have to meet you once or twice see you on track and they can pretty much dictate or predict sorry they can pretty much predict your future just by looking at these four areas take it seriously build yourself into this superstar way before you're actually a superstar don't wait till you get there because you won't get there if you haven't got these attributes work on it be really honest with yourself Make sure you have a debrief after every single test and race in these four areas. Move forward and hopefully you can make a career. Go for it.